Hello listeners, welcome to the Justice League spoiler review. I'm doing the intro because normally Laurie does the intro for stuff and we're mixing up a little bit. I'm not very good at it. And I couldn't really think of a good one either, so nice work. No, you're doing a great job, man. It's the big crescendo of all those films building up to the suspenseful uniting of all these heroes we've come to love. That's right. You've got Superman, you've got Batman, you've got Wonder Woman, and then you've got some other guys you don't know. A cyborg and the the Flash, you know. You know it because of, like... TV shows and cartoons, but you don't know it from the cinematic What's universe. What's the other one? Quicksilver. Yeah. I think the Flash is more memorable than Quicksilver. I don't know. Mm. Uh, well, listeners, have we all been waiting for it or not? That's the question. This is after Batman versus Superman, which was absolutely panned by everybody. We didn't particularly like it. I don't think we hated it as much as many of the critics did, but it was an odd film that had a terrible climax. And of course, it saw Superman die. And you'll know as well as us, if you have seen the film, that the basic deal here is that there's some random alien threat that leaves three boxes on the wall when it disappears. Batman dispatches a like a bug-like alien, and then it's like, oh man, there's a pattern in the wall. <laughs> Couldn't be anything to do with the bricks. No, it's definitely a pattern. Yeah, and uh, that apparently signifies the mother boxes, which are a sort of magical MacGuffin that the evil person Steppenwolf. <laughs> Uh, is that the band? Uh, no, it's the bad guy, Phil. It's the oh, bad, bad guy. guy, sorry, the Steppenwolf <laughs> wants the mother boxes because can, when he combines them, it's going to be, a, I think, a weapon that destroys the world. He says something, something about like mother that. or... I They're mother know. boxes, aren't they? And he calls them he mother. He talks to mana, m- mana, mother and he says <laughs> the right. unity and there's the all this stuff. The unity is when they join together and the unity is what's going to rebirth the world or something like that and also destroy it. Blah, blah, blah. He's got a big axe. He comes out of nowhere. <laughs> um, and it, the, before he arrives, though, Batman is clued into this being a major problem. Problem. So he calls up uh, Diana Prince's Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot's Diana Prince's Wonder Woman, <laughs> and uh, says, let's, let's sort this out. And, you know, what do you do in this situation? You don't contact the heads of state? Big alien threat? Forget that. No. Superhero team time. Am let's I right? go find the fish man, Aquaman, played by Jason Momoa. Yeah. Momoa. Momoa, he Momoa. is. And he was in Game of Thrones. He played Cal Drogo. Indeed. Yes. Mr. Muscly with all the tattoos. Yeah. And then also let's get Ezra Miller, the Flash, Barry Allen, to come in as a young guy, a bit of a, a bit of a dweeb, a bit of a scary cat who's yep. very, very fast. And then let's get a really weird CGI thing. He's called thing. Victor and... And he's the cyborg. He's played by Ray Fisher. And I don't know anything about his comic book character at all. But he, I think he was an athlete who was in a fatal car accident where his mum was killed, but his dad couldn't bear to lose his son. So he life. used one of these mother boxes without knowing what it was. to. I don't even know really what happened, but construct some kind of metal rig and uh, prostheses. And then like, it seems to be that he's evolving as the yeah. film progresses and he can't really handle it. So and sometimes... he's worried about the, mo- the mother box taking him over because there's some sort of intelligence in there. So there's loads going on in there's this movie. There's a lot going Should on. Should we play the trailer and then we can get into the nitty-gritty of the backstory of this film yeah. and all the behind-the-scenes stuff and what we thought of it. And we can find out where Steppenwolf <laughs> came from. What did you do this weekend, Diana? Me? Huh. Nothing very interesting. The world remains in mourning after the death of the Superman. And where is the Gotham Bat? The mass vigilante has been a no-show. He said the age of heroes will never come again. It has to. We don't have any more time. Something is coming. No protectors here. 
vanish huh oh that's rude Okay, so that was quite a shambly intro, and it's because, listeners, you know, here's a little behind-the-scenes notice. We're recording this at, like, 10 o'clock on Monday night, and it is late. It is very late, and uh, it's one of those things where the film's so messy, so all over the place, it's quite hard to talk about it in a reasonable way, because every single time you start sort of digging into an area, you realise that you've sort of unearthed unstable ground, and you start falling into a new pit. Yeah, you don't want to dig any further, man. It's like a vortex that you'll fall forever into. it's very weird. And now, Phil, you've got a lot of background on this film, and I think... Before we start getting into the meat of everything about it, do you want to hit us with some of that insider info? The big thing is, and this is uh, important to say up front, Zack Snyder left the film around the time Wonder Woman was coming out and he left when the film was about 70-80% complete and he left due to very, very tragic family circumstances. Yeah. And so he left the project and this was going to be his last instalment in the franchise and in the universe of DC. And so then Joss Whedon, the guy behind the Avengers. I know, I'm And Marvel Buffy man. and all sorts. He's got. He's a previously a comic book writer as well. He's, he's kind of in this sort of world, in this culture. Uh, he comes in to sort of pick up the pieces and do the reshoots do the little bits that, some as well yeah the little bits that need to happen to make the film complete but as the film has progressed it seems like he's taken more of a hand than uh perhaps you might realize he's added a lot of scenes about 20 20 percent or so of right? the film is meant to be him he got a writing credit for 33 percent of the film yeah so i'm not surprised he wasn't seeking it the the guild came in and said yeah you've written enough that you have to be credited on this film uh, he got rid of the composer that was associated Junkie, junkie XL. XL. Guess and where he, he belongs, Phil? In the, the bin. Junk heap. Come <laughs> on, how did you not Sorry, see that I one? Did coming? see that? Sorry, bad setup. I'm not a fan. And of then he XL. brought in Danny Elfman at the eleventh hour to try and score the music. What a genius! Yeah. Mm. And so there's all this stuff going on. Then on top of all of that, they because they're having to do reshoots, they had loads and loads of trouble with that. 
You've got Gal Gadot who's doing all the press for Wonder Woman, so they had to use stand-ins for her scenes at times. Is that right, really? For some of the reshoots, and then they did some CGI rotoscoping on her to put her in the scenes. Then also, Henry Cavill came back in, spoilers, Superman's in the film. Well, this is a spoiler episode. So Indeed. Know. And... He was shooting Mission Impossible 6 at the this time. This is one of the best things and ever. And so he had to have a tash. He had to have a tash on his face. And they tried to talk to Paramount and say, look, can we just shave it off and we'll pay for it to be digitally put back on? And Paramount were like, no, he needs to have the tash on. And so they spent loads of money, like crazy amounts of money. I think it was like $5 million. Seriously? CGIing wow. his lip so Removing that he would fit in. And boy, it looks can so you t- obvious. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. It's ridiculous. $5 million job. Seriously, that opening uh, scene on the cell phone. Wow. Mm. Well, I think we'll have to talk about the CGI later on. But initial thoughts, Laurie, on this film. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's probably more details on the, you know, around the film we can come back to later, listeners. I'm sure some of you will have that rolling around in your head. Now, the the main thing I have to say about this film, Phil, is I know I'm going to disagree with you already because, uh, you know, I quite enjoyed it. I, I If I just rated my pure experience of being in the cinema watching this film, it was a good one. I had fun. It, You know, people have said Warner Brothers issued a directive to say the film had to be two hours long even though they'd shot like a three hour film so they had to ruthlessly cut it I think it's all the better for it in some ways because it doesn't feel bloated and just laggy and slow and rubbish the way that Batman vs Superman and Man of Steel did they're so long and like tedious I also love the colour correction that they did I don't know who's responsible for that but Josh Sweden is it him they clearly made it look real again rather than this horrible grayscale 300 inspired sepia toned like wasteland of nothingness it actually looks real and alive again even though it's ridiculous and comic booky I particularly love some of the uh, shot angles as well and sets I think you're going to tell me that Joss Whedon directed Batman's opening scene as well because I thought that was one of my favourite scenes in the entire film because it felt sort of caperish and quaint and a bit dumb because it was a short angle of a rooftop that was obviously a set and it was this weird joke filled thing where he lassoes a guy a thief right on top of the building do you remember that yeah yeah and there was everything about it down to the score which i was so delighted to discover as danny elfman felt old school superhero fun creative colorful not taking itself too seriously which is what i as you well know have been crying out for in superhero films Ever since Batman Begins took Dawn these of stupe- stupefying turns into apparent dark and grittiness. So Laurie's always had his chip on his shoulder about seriousness in superheroes. He thinks superheroes are dumb. and so They can deal with serious themes, but they've got to be true to who they are. And so if they're wearing capes, they should be a little bit dumb and a little bit knowingly silly. That's Laurie's sort of opinion. I don't have that. And so lots of things that you're saying I found really, really irritating about yeah, the I'm film. Sure. I like the fact that it was a bit brighter and I like the fact that some of the scenes which were shot in night, they changed into day. So the scene where Superman is resurrected and the, the Justice League try and kind of convince him to be good. That was all done in night. You're you can kidding. tell you can tell from the trailers that some of the shots used were intended to be a nighttime scene and obviously that Joss Whedon, there's no one around. There's no extras. Yeah, Joss Whedon comes in and says, Oh no, let's make it a daytime night uh, daytime scene. And I think that sequence is actually probably one of the best in the film. It's way the best. And people clapped at a particular headbutt from Superman. Mm. <laughs> which I'm not, not quite mean spirited clapping, I have to say. But I found it really frustrating actually. I didn't like the fact that the whole film was short and brief and inconsequential for me it felt like a saturday morning cartoon a very good expensive one and a top of the range but it was kind of like a two-part special 
that I think as a film, as a £300 million or £300 million film, it's just unjustifiable. Where's that money gone at all? Well, I think some of the £5 million of it went towards a moustache. So I think, and they've obviously had, it's been, had a troubled production. I think it's kind of obvious where some of it's gone. But uh, I think... I'm just absolutely staggered why they didn't just say, let's delay this film, do it properly and release it in January after Star Wars has already done its business. I don't know why they're Presumably so set because they've got on getting it out. Yeah, they've got a slate, but I think this clearly is a big film. It's the Justice League. It's all of your characters coming together in one big film. You really need it to be a yeah. big success. Yeah, 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 and yeah, yeah. I it seems in, to have the Sorry. smallest opening so far for a DC film. That is true. It hasn't had a good opening. Sorry, Phil, I apologise for jumping in. But I really think it's important to say at this point i disagree with you completely i think it is surprisingly a good thing that it feels like the first part of a two-part special and that it feels inconsequential because what doesn't feel inconsequential to me are the characters i actually engage with them in a way i really did not expect at all and as a way to introduce characters which so far have only been introduced by a shot of ben affleck's email account in uh, Batman vs Superman do you remember that yep the terrible sequence where Cyborg turns up and he learns about Aquaman we see the logos it all makes no sense this film I felt like they landed and now I am looking forward to another film with them in it where they can do exactly what you're talking about and take their time I think it's important for Warner Brothers to introduce their Justice League team probably toys before Christmas Phil come on um, but like yeah. there's so many reasons why I think it was really effective uh, all the important goals it had to score what it didn't deliver on was some sort of faux impressive storyline in my opinion both avengers films have tried to do that and have been unsatisfactory i think the first avengers film was fine it had a good sense of fun and eventness to it i think the idea of these superheroes coming together i think it should feel like a bit of an event um and I know I'm going to get a lot of flack for this. I think Batman vs Superman was a better film. No, than this that film. is just crazy. And you, can, you are this, wrong. You're just wrong. Well, you can say that. That is In your fact, opinion. This is a good point to do the thing I was going to do. Hold that thought, Phil. I'm going to cheer you up. Let, look at this. This is. I'm going to throw Phil a Justice League popcorn that I didn't eat uh, at the screening I went to. You eat that, man. Well, I feel like we need to take a photo of you eating it. And Judith, lovely assistant Judith, who happens to be here. Sorry, I mean my beautiful, loving wife, Judith, who's in the room. Can you take a photo of Phil holding the Justice League? Uh, popcorn please eat some of that and see if it'll cheer you up man because uh, what do you mean I just want to see whether the Justice League popcorn turns you around to uh, to the joy of the film so how are you feeling now Phil having uh, shoveled some in good tasty popcorn yep it's very sweet and salty mm. do you feel better about the film um no, I think ultimately... <laughs> was, that, was that actually worth it? I need up? to explain why, and I know you say I'm just wrong. Here's my problem with the film as a whole, is I feel like it sold itself out in the worst possible way, because even if you didn't like what it was trying to do, I'm sure there are fans who have enjoyed the process of these Batman films. Batman Superman you're talking enjoyed about. Enjoyed Man of Steel, enjoyed Batman vs Superman, and then suddenly you've got this film which is not really uh, delivering on anything of the serious tone, and it's going from completely the opposite end. And so who's this film for? Who's meant to enjoy this film? So I tell film? you who this film is for? And I think everything you're saying, I think you are right about, Phil. I think this film has finally capitulated to the fact that as much as fans might say they want this stuff, it doesn't make for a success. And I know the box office, you know, is not high and all that sort of stuff. I don't know when that's going to change. Worldwide might change it. It's been completely slated and slaughtered by critics as well, which always affects opening night. But I think they're just going after the general cinema viewer. I mean, you can even see that in the way that Danny Elfman has worked the original Batman theme and Superman theme 
into the film again, remember? Mm. Which is a sort of link back to the set as far back as the 70s. Yeah, and I think all of that's fine if that's what you're trying to do, but it's stuck between a halfway house. It's neither neither that sort of fun, actual, genuine, sort of Marvel-esque quippiness that you might have with the characters being funny and entertaining and sort of lightheartedness and fun, and nor is it delivering really on that serious side, that sort of thematic, deep side that Batman vs Superman, however flawed do you think that film was, was trying to deliver on. And so I think what you end up with is this just mess of a film. It doesn't really know what it wants to be or how it's going to be. And I think it will just annoy fans. That's what I think. And I found myself thinking, I kind of miss the visuals of Zack Snyder, even if you didn't no. like his direction. At least he produced some really gorgeous images for his films, which were distinctive, I think. Can't think of a single one, mate. Yeah, you can. No, go on then. You hit me with one. All the stuff that he did with Man of Steel, all that fighting in the city. All, all that stuff. No, I thought that all that rubbish. It was a CGI mess. I thought none of it looked good. I think the CGI was much better than this film. And the if CGI you enjoy, if you enjoy the visuals of this film, I think you're lying to sort of fit your own opinion. I'm not, I'm not denying that it's not epic, Phil. I'm not going to pretend like it would win a photography contest, but I thought it was better for what the actual thing it was trying to do. Because Man of Steel, like, I hated yeah, it was cinematography and... almost more than anything else. The way that the characters zoom around and you have these grayscale buildings crumbling to dust was so boring to look at there was nothing good about it and he was always going for the epic shot it's exactly that kind of attitude that led to his memorial for superman where they're all holding up lighters and i thought what is this like, i know i know no, no. i know what you're saying you might not like the visuals or the style or whatever it was going for but there was a quality there there was an actual aesthetic that you can't deny that was trying to be perceived there was a style in certainly. this yeah exactly and in this film instead what you have is this sort of washed out look that is neither here nor there. It's neither rich and uh, intense and broody, nor is it actually bright and colourful. Instead, it is just this wash of sort of nothing. But and, that's partly because and they then took got... some of Zack Snyder's original stock and had to colour correct Exactly. It, right? And the thing is, is I kind of wish the film had just gone with what he had done. He obviously is attached to this film. He's obviously the director in this film. And I think Joss Whedon, yes, he may have decided to do his little changes and things like that. But I think it's a bit unfair on the guy who's directed 90% of the film or whatever, not to see that vision through and actually deliver on what he was going for. And I think... I think he's had a lot of chances, man. I think basically... It's a shame because it would have been the third film for Zack Snyder. It was the last one he was going to do. Um, and probably, from what I've been reading around it, there was some idea. They're not sort of blindly just carrying on in the same vein as Batman versus Superman, but they are trying to add in a bit more character, a bit more sort of That's why it feels like a halfway house, because they're going another direction. And that's exactly why I'm okay with it feeling like a two-parter, the first bit of it, because this is a direction I can get on board with. But they're, they're on the journey. They haven't landed. For me, I think the characters are good and more interesting. I liked the, the Flash. And I really like Aquaman, actually. I thought he was quite yeah, interesting he played him really fun. well. Yeah. But I think the moments that they went for were all half-hearted. The jokes that they went for were all half-hearted. Nothing really properly landed. It was just okay. And I think regardless of whether or not I actually like Batman versus Superman that much, I felt like it was going for something so much clearer and distinctive. You're talking about a vision, right? Yeah, like yeah. the idea of like, committing to something that I even if I didn't like it and I wish I could kind of tweak the story and everything like that I, I felt like that was more of a film that I could thing. get on board with than this film this is the thing about cinema that just keeps coming back which is that for all that might have had a singular vision and a, a cohesion to it and there's a purpose and a message blah blah whatever it's just a film man like in the the vast majority of the viewing public the people who make up those box office dollars they just want to go and be entertained for two hours this is much more entertaining. 
than Batman versus Superman. It may not have as much vision. It may not be as technically accomplished, but it does everything that's required to bring it back onto an actual, I enjoyed those two hours level. Like, just tell me that you didn't laugh and really enjoy the spectacle of Barry Allen saving that family on the car and Superman flying past. Yeah, good moment. Like, solid moment. Great, that's a very... there, but there were quite a few like that that worked. They were so they were they were quite good. That was probably one of the best ones I think in the movie. That would never have been in Zack Snyder's cut, man. Come on. No, but there was that whole idea of Superman saving people and blah blah. blah. It's it's a difficult one to disentangle because you've got these two people and it's you don't know exactly where the joins are, so to speak. But Joss Whedon is so clearly involved in the sense that all of these characters, even Batman, who's this dark broody guy, is making quips and jokes. He got that, a bit old and tired, didn't he? They look like they're getting him ready to retire. I thought. Yeah, I think. The film is just a mess and I felt like it was too short. It needed to be about 20 minutes longer to flesh out these characters even more. And I think if they had delayed it, maybe I would have really loved this film. But it's so unfinished, it's so first draft that I can't get on board with it at all. I know where you're coming from, man. And the thing is, I understand everything you're saying. I think our perspectives are just different because I'm pleased that they're pursuing entertainment more than something serious and dark which i just have no patience for anyway exactly what, and so therefore yeah. i think it, while you might be saying oh it's so much better it's finally a brush of fresh air i think you are a on the hot as a, yeah yeah, nice. yeah no it's good it's i good. think in general you're just not a fan of this genre and so why would you you're so wrong about that why would you be I, the litmus I test i so love the original spider-man films and you can't tell me they're in a different genre no, but I think in general, you're not a fan of this whole movie universe thing, aren't you? I'm not a fan of what uh, Batman versus Superman or Man of Steel. Or uh, the well, Batman let's films. Let's not get caught into that vortex. No, I don't really like the Batman films very much. I know that puts me in a minority, but I don't care, man. I'm all right with that. But I do want to tell you some things that I think are obviously bad about the film because you can't miss them. Sorry, I'm just going to eat a bit more popcorn. You're absolutely fine. Mellow, you, mellow you, out you a bit. yourself up, Justice League star. Leave me some, though, because I, I specifically save them for you, but I do want to handle. Thank you. Um, because I wouldn't want anyone to go away thinking, I, I reckon this is a feat of filmmaking. It's not. Like, there are things that I made, made me laugh in how sort of poor they were. I mean, the opening feels like a series of non sequiturs. The scenes do not join About together. About four different openings, yeah. yeah. But it's not even just the openings. Like, all the way along, you there's the merest thread of narrative you could follow because they just jump around they do stuff that doesn't make sense they explain away exposition in ridiculous moments like when they're talking about rejuvenating superman because of something to do with his cells like what on earth was that like, why even it pretend was a reason a, why they were going to do it it was ridiculous like it was just so silly and a lot of cyborgs scenes made no sense as well like him trying to explain what was happening to him and like doing technical stuff just didn't it didn't work it was they obviously were scenes that had just been joint like cut and then stuck together to make the story happen. But I thought the overall narrative thread was obvious enough. It didn't matter. It just made me laugh because then you had l the worst moment I've seen plot-wise in a film all year, definitely, which is when they go on and on about how dangerous these mother boxes are and how they can't let Steppenwolf get them. Oh, and, and then, then they all, resurrect they Superman and they, <laughs> they like leave, leave it on it the there. side. It's the dumbest thing ever. And then that is how the bad guy gets it. It's like a joke. It's it amazing. Is like a joke. And the fact that I couldn't quite believe that they literally dug up Superman's grave <laughs> to resurrect his corpse. I couldn't believe that was how they brought Superman back mm. into the film. I almost thought that they maybe did it as a joke and a kind of metaphor. It's like we're having to resurrect the old superhero thing because our new one isn't working. Do you know what I mean? It was almost like a symbol for what they're doing with the franchise. Mm. I thought it was just ridiculous that they went through all this spiel about how, oh, the Atlanteans are going to protect one of the boxes and the uh, the Amazonians are going to protect another yeah. one and then Earth is just going to protect another one that they don't like buried in the ground like 
literally a meter under the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and then, that? like, literally, the baddie has this teleportation device that means he just <laughs> teleports next to it every single Takes time. And then the only thing that they managed to do to maybe delay him getting it was throwing it with, like, an arrow and jumping on horses and things Given like that. Given, like, the, open, the, the bit where they do the flashback and it's like a whole army can't defeat this guy, you know, and then they just leave, like, three people to face off against him. It was, it was really poorly done. Like, and he was a terrible villain. The CGI did look really poor. He was especially awful. Especially for him. Uh, and Kieran Hines was just... You know, he did a good job. But I couldn't understand what he was saying half the time. Like, did you he, know? I thought his voice was quite good, but I think partly basically the, the there's no writing to him. Yeah, there's no yeah. writing to him, and this is why the whole mandate of it being under two hours. I think there's a fundamental mismatch. This is the Justice League film. This is your uh, whole team together. Make it an actual proper event. Make it long enough so that you can get to know the cool. stakes. We can't keep rehashing it. I know exactly what you're saying, Matt, but they've done their job, haven't they? Now Justice League 2 will happen. I'm sure it'll happen. And no, we know I where think... We, and I will, and we know where we're going from there. Let me, I want to carry on with more bad things, because I don't think Wonder Woman was great in this film, man, at all. And I really thought that the opening scene with the terrorist attack and that she foils, when she started catching all the bullets on her arm guards, I just thought, no, 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 no. <laughs> Why? You know, it was just wrong I just nothing about it was good the filming of it was wrong it didn't communicate the pace that she would absolutely have to have to do that because they insisted on it being slow-mo and overemphasizing every bullet shattering on her wrist guards I thought that's just wrong man and they're at pains to show how great Wonder Woman is and I don't think they needed to be at pains to do it because she is great and her Wonder Woman was really great Gal Gadot has nailed it but it felt like there was there was sort of too much of her in it and they overemphasized it a little bit, like her role in the film, so that it just didn't... I don't think it worked as well as it should have done. And then, you know, you flagged this up right at the beginning. Oh, no, you said this off air to me. I do think she was way more overtly sexualized in this film than in Wonder Woman. And it's funny to me that the big story that's got everyone yammering away is the Amazonian uh, women's armour. And I thought that was really interesting because I saw all of that and I saw the publicity photos before I went in. When I watched the film, I just thought, where, where, where are these midriffs that are causing the fuss? Because you just can't even see them. They're the barely film. in the film at you, all. They, you don't even see it. Because like, the Queen and her next in command, who you do see, are all wearing full armour the entire time. It was a real sort of, like, it was really weird. Picking that up the smallest such a thing. Especially because apparently those costumes are in Wonder Woman as well. They're just the training outfits. But <laughs> the stuff that no one seems to be talking about is the way that Wonder Woman is shot. I think there's a lot of bum shots, man. I really do think that. And you already flagged this up. You said someone else said it. And I think that's right. Yeah, I didn't really pick up on this myself. I wasn't really looking at Wonder Woman's bum no, no, that come much. On, you don't but twist it around to be like that. That's not what I mean. Uh, no, you know no, 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 no. I know. I'm just being annoying. You but are, it seems yeah. to be that Joss Whedon is the guy behind those shots where it seems that the framing is designed to be... Trust, trust me, yeah, I, I think that's right, especially compared to Wonder Woman, which was shot, you know, obviously by Patty Jenkins, a completely different... There's, you know, there's male gaze in this film. I don't think you can deny it. Even her outfits are a bit different. I, this is what I... And the reason I feel strongly about it is because I can't believe how people are going on and on about the Amazons, which is a real non-issue in the film, whereas Wonder Woman is an issue, a big issue in the film, and I, I don't think she's been handled very well, full stop. Uh, I want to be a bit positive about Henry Cavill in this film. Oh, yeah, he's good, finally. Even though I didn't really like the tonal shifts and everything like that, and I felt like it was really disjointed, I did quite enjoy his performance. I Not thought the he opening was... scene on the mobile phone, though, right? That was No, terrible. that was terrible. The lip is so distracting. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I cannot believe that they spent all that money and that's the best they could he's do. He's so wooden in it as well. It's bad. That's just bad, bad, bad. Yeah, but regardless, I thought his awakening scene 
uh, in the Superman memorial was really quite good. And Everyone I was loving that in the cinema, man. It was quite an exciting moment. It's the sort of thing which Avengers did when they got uh, Hulk and Thor fighting. I think people quite like seeing the, the superheroes fight each other. It's quite a fun thing because you care about both sides and you wonder who's stronger and who's going to win. Yeah, I really like the, the moment where he matches pace with Barry Allen. That was the best yeah. thing. That bit when you see his eyes move and notice him rushing past and then you see his face the flash's face being just absolutely staggered like what that was great that was really exciting do you know what that really what that really did as well in a kind of humorous and interesting way was sold what Zack snyder has been trying to sell in superman for such a long time it's how scary superman is yeah how dangerous he would be and how powerful he is and what a key figure he is and Zack snyder could only think to do it by showing how far the bad guys go when superman punches them whereas this was such a more creative way of doing it it was it was good man did you not find though that when he did appear against steppenwolf well yeah I it mean, was what are you all a bit too that? cheesy and a bit silly but that's because steppenwolf was such a low ranking he's just rubbish he was not really worth it he was a poor villain he was poor and i kind of wish i just wish they could have started all again worked it out much better done a whole new first draft of this the whole franchise the the man of steel film yeah everything they just needed to fine-tune everything and then spend all this money in exactly the same way Possibly. and I reckon everything would be different you and I are still disagreeing it's okay that's alright that we're disagreeing it's been a bit of Phil versus Laurie on quite a few shows recently I know it's just the way it is I want to call out the performances which I thought were basically all good I really liked Ezra Miller a lot as The Flash that guy is such an unusual screen presence I think I've never not liked him do you not film, think he was ever. slightly overplayed with his jokiness no I didn't because it was entertaining it wasn't an, I didn't find it annoying uh, I thought Ray Fisher was pretty good he had like the deepest voice ever and I, I discovered it's because he's a stage actor. Really. Oh, right. Okay. And so he's brought all his presents to the film. James <laughs> L. Jones. It was really quite powerful stuff. Uh, and I thought that Jason Momoa was good. We said that. I love Jeremy Irons as, um, uh, is it Alfred? Alfred yeah. yeah. And uh, J.K. Simmons even was pretty good. As he, was, he was just there for a second. I think. He was fine. He did the job. I, I think there's life to all these guys. I enjoyed it. I don't know. I can't get on board with it. I think... I think I preferred what Batman vs Superman was trying to do more than I more than what this film was trying to do. I must say also final shout out that I, I thought the scene with the crawler inside the water tunnel or whatever it was yeah. uh, was really dreadful. I think that was just bad. That was one of the major action pieces. Yeah, and that was very poor. I thought that was that was a point where I just thought there's not really anything entertaining here except for a few one-liners, but the action was so poorly directed and storyboarded that nearly that nearly wrecks even my sort of limited enjoyment, yeah. I think ultimately the film was passable. I'd give it that. I just prefer a, an ambitious failure over a, a a damp squib. I don't think it lacks ambition. I think it's very ambitious, but I think it's got a tough job. It's reorienting itself. It's getting back on the tracks. You know, think about the post credit scenes as well, man. I, I'm hopeful for what comes next. I think this is a step in the right direction. I'm aware everyone will disagree with me. What grade are you going to give it? I'm going to give it a B. I think I'm going to have to go way low. I'm going to give it a C plus. For all of you out there who are looking forward to giving me a minus one because I like this film that everyone apparently hates, I just want you to you be honest with yourselves about whether you enjoyed your two hours or not. I'd much rather see this again than Blade Runner. Oh, interesting. I think I think the thing is you betray yourself because you have such a low opinion of what these films could, should be. You really think they are just wasted spaces of movies. I you, you're putting those words in my mouth. Maybe I am, but that's I've my impression. I I've, I've listened to you lots of What did and lots I say about Spider-Man? I love the original Spider-Man. I watched it again recently. It's, it's very still good brilliant. I love it. I think uh, the trivial entertainment of a well-made 
sort of disposable film is an incredibly valuable and important thing and people are missing it because right now all anyone wants to do is be super meaningful and super powerful there is a really important place for the lightweight entertaining movie superheroes should be tailor-made for it. i think it's genuinely important and powerful because it actually takes you out of the misery of the modern world but then don't you think thor ragnarok does that so much better yeah much and better. still has some bit more seriousness to it as well yeah thor ragnarok is definitely a superior film Yes. Massively. I don't disagree, man. Massively, massively, massively. I think all you're doing is looking at the relativity between Batman versus Superman and this and saying, oh, I prefer, I was more entertained. You said all I'm doing. Can you really say that? Yeah. Yeah, How how very arrogant, Phil. Right. (laughs) This is going to become Laura versus Phil, the Dawn of Justice. uh, Yeah, 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 I'm up for it. I'll do a slow mo headbutt into the ground, man. Bring it on. You just just watch. Shotgun Superman, I'm him. <laughs> oh no, that means I, I die at the end. I don't even no. know what to say. Really. Let's just put a full stop. Send your emails in superbaileybros at gmail.com. Agree with me or disagree with me. Send in your plus ones or your minus ones. And the same thing for Laurie as well. Of course. This uh, is, I think, going to be a divisive film. Yeah, I, I think so too. I'm looking forward to hearing what others have to say. Steppenwolf. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything to say, Phil? That's it. Let's, just, let's just leave it there. Right, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to our special episode. Hope that was enjoyable. As Phil said, get your thoughts in superbellybros at gmail.com or at superbellybros on Twitter, and we'll look forward to hearing from you. Otherwise, see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.